Hi, I'm Father Larry Rice, the director of the University Catholic Center at the University of Texas in Austin. I thought this might be an opportunity to uh, talk a little bit about how we maintain our spiritual health during times of transition and crisis like the current pandemic. So far, a lot of what we have been seeing and sharing has really been more about practical, concrete details. What restrictions are we under? What's been canceled? What are the medical implications that we need to be careful of? And even for those of us who work in the church, the questions have been, are we staying open? Are we not? Is mass on or is mass canceled? How are we going to live stream that? What about access to the sacraments? What about people that have weddings scheduled? And all of those things are important and critical and need to be answered to the extent that we can. But we also are facing some deeper social problems that are in some ways also spiritual problems. And specifically, the kinds of things that we have to worry about now that most of us are social distancing or staying home is dealing with the ongoing problems of fear and isolation. Our spiritual practices and our spiritual communities uh, are the things that provide us with comfort and meaning and hope that help us deal with fear. And communion and belonging are the things that help us heal isolation. So what do we do when our communities and our spiritual practices are unavailable? Well, I have some thoughts and some suggestions that I hope you might find helpful. First of all, if we start looking at this spiritually and theologically, we Christians believe that we are the body of Christ together all the time and not just when we gather for worship. And so we remain connected spiritually, both with our brothers and sisters in the faith on earth and also with the saints in heaven. Uh, there are lots of resources out there online for how we pray through a spiritual communion when we can't receive actual Eucharist communion. And uh, you can Google those for more information on what those might look like. But we believe that we stay connected and that our, our participation in the Eucharist is the source and summit of our faith, but it is not the entirety of our faith. And we stay connected to each other spiritually because we are the body of Christ together. I think it's also worth mentioning that as disciples of Jesus Christ, we still have work to do. All those things that Christ asked of us as his disciples and that we take on as part of our mission through our baptism are all things that we still need to pursue. So, for example, we need to be carrying out the work of evangelization. Now, that's harder when we are socially isolated or distancing ourselves from other people physically, but there are ways that we can let our faith speak through the ways that we decide to live. So, uh, struggling to live a virtuous life and doing the things that Jesus asked us to do are all the things that will give our faith credibility and will help people see who we are. And in particular, let them see our joy. Uh, in times of uncertainty and uh, danger and doubt, people need to see that Christians are still joyful people. As disciples of Jesus, we are constantly called to serve and especially to serve the poor. Uh, that's harder now when a lot of the programs and agencies that have been set up to do direct service to the poor are shut down or restricted, but we are still called to be of service to those who are poor. And given the economic impact of our current situation, there are going to be a lot more of the poor that are going to need our help. So we should be looking for opportunities to give and to serve those who are going to be most in need. 
disciples of Jesus are also work, called to work constantly for the common good. And part of how we do that is by doing the things that our society is asking us in terms of social distancing and being cautious not to put other people's health at risk, not to put uh, our common health at risk. But also, the common good means that we should be devoted to truth and not rumors, being careful about what we share online and with other people to make sure that what we are passing around is actually truthful and accurate and not something that is simply fanning the, the flames of rumor and panic. Also, working for the common good means we should not be hoarding anything. Working for the common good means that our attitude isn't ever going to be just me first. Instead, we make the choices that we make based on our needs and our family's needs, but also within the context of the needs of our whole community. So hoarding is never going to be an appropriate Christian response. We also, as disciples of Jesus, have a commitment to continue to work for justice in the world, to respect human dignity and human life. And in times of social stress, it's easy for us to retreat into attitudes and sometimes even policies um, that might tempt us towards injustice. And that must be resisted. All of these things, evangelization, service of the poor, working for the common good, and working for justice in the world, we don't get a pass on any of these just because Mass is canceled. Part of how we live out our Christian faith in these times is to do the things that Jesus asks his disciples to do. Anytime we are in a crisis or facing transitions or changes in routine, all of those things can diminish our resistance to all kinds of temptations. So when you're feeling out of balance, when you feel like your spirituality is uh, not where you want it to be, I just want to encourage you to reach out to a friend, to a spiritual director, a clergy person, or counselor for help and to talk about how those things are going for you. Uh, we can do that by phone call, by video call. There are lots of different ways to reach out and stay connected. And all of those things are important to help us maintain our spiritual balance. If you're finding that you suddenly have too much time on your hands, maybe you can plan a few days of at-home retreat time. You know, turn off the phone at least for a few hours a day and use that time to pray, to do some spiritual reading, and to just find some silence. I think that can be really important too. Uh, one bit of advice that I usually give to people who are living through a crisis or in transition that I think is good advice for all of us today is make sure that you're looking after just your most basic human needs. And that includes how you eat, sleep, exercise, and connect to other people. Uh, some of my friends have been joking that in addition to COVID-19, we need to worry about the COVID-15 the potential weight that we might be putting on because we're at home and bored or eating our feelings uh, because of the anxiety that we're experiencing. Make sure that you're eating good food and in the right quantities. Uh, you know, stay away from the things that you know are not healthy. And if you're doing emotional eating, uh, I think it's really important to find some other way to process those emotions that you're feeling. Make sure you're getting appropriate sleep. When we're under stress, that's one of the things that's often very difficult, but getting good sleep and getting to bed at a decent hour, turning off all your devices half an hour before it's time to sleep, uh, and making sure that you are 
awaking at a regular time is also really important to maintaining good sleep patterns. It's really important in times like this to make sure that you're getting the right amount of exercise. And that can be harder to do when a lot of the ways that we've exercised and the places that we go are suddenly not available. The national gym chain that I have a membership in has sent me messages indicating that they have a lot of at-home online exercise programs that we can follow to try and uh, maintain some fitness during this, this uh, transitional period in our lives. So a little bit of exercise is good. At the very least, get out and go for a walk, go for a hike. Uh, those are the kinds of things that you can do and still stay apart from other people and maintaining appropriate social distance, uh, but also to get out and get a little fresh air, a little bit of sunshine, and to get your blood flowing a little bit. One of our other most basic human needs is the need for connection. And so I think that during all of this, it's important that we make sure that the way we're using the technology we have at our disposal is actually helpful and making us feel better and not making us feel worse. Uh, there is a tendency, and I do this as much as everybody else does, I think, to be on social media all the time and to constantly be scrolling through Facebook and Instagram and Twitter to see what everybody else is saying and see what everybody else is posting and what's the latest news. And that can become overwhelming at times, and it's not something that we actually need to do. Uh, instead, we ought to think about using our technology to connect directly to people. Uh, although, uh, you know, people that are, you know, millennials and younger don't tend to make a lot of phone calls, but we're getting to the point where just sending text messages is not going to be very satisfying when we're starting to feel isolated. Pick up the phone, call a friend, call a family member, call your mom, uh, make sure that you're maintaining those kinds of connections uh, that can help break down the isolation that we feel. Uh, I think it's also really important during a transitional time like this to establish a regular routine for your life. And the people that are experts at working from home, for example, have published a number of really good guidelines about how establishing a routine can be important. Uh, our new normal isn't normal at all. And when it seems like things change every single day or every hour, it's very easy to feel chaotic and panicked or to withdraw to the couch and binge watch things. But you got to keep living your life. And the fact is that the status where we are now is things are not literally changing as much every day, at least not as much as they were even a week ago. But we are moving into what is going to be the pattern of our lives probably for the next several months. So it's that much more important to start establishing a routine. Even as much as it's a temptation just to kind of slack off and take things easy, I think it's important every morning to get up, to get showered, get dressed, and ready for the day. Um, there's a temptation to, to you know, kind of stay in your jammies and, you know, sit in bed and, you know, slack off all day. But that is going to result in boredom fairly quickly. And I think that part of how you establish that routine is first thing in the morning, to get up and shower and get dressed and be ready for the day. It's also really important to plan your time throughout the day. All of the things that previously have given us a lot of structure to our lives, things like work and school and meetings and schedules, a lot of those are just off the table right now. So you've got to set your own time for when you're going to be working, when your recreation time is, planning time for exercise, for meals, 
for communication, and also planning time for prayer. Uh, when things seem out of kilter and people feel a little panicked, it's often really difficult to plan, especially for things like prayer and communication with other people. But I think having a plan is really important. If you live with other people, it's important to communicate to them what your schedule is going to be as you're establishing a routine. So they will understand and respect when the times are when you are going to be working, when you're going to be exercising, what your times for prayer are. Um, those kinds of boundaries are going to be really important. Part of that establishing routine, I think, is also avoiding unnecessary distractions. And it, when everything seems like a distraction, that can be really hard. But as, as our routine settles down a little bit and things become a little bit clearer about what our life is going to be like in the next few months, I think it's going to be really important to keep our, our news breaks, our seeking information about what's new and what's next, to really keep that to two or three times a day. Now that we're basically locked down, we don't need constant updates and the endless scroll through social media looking for some other tidbit of what might be going on. It's just not going to be helpful anymore. I think another way that we can maintain our spiritual health during the midst of all of this is to create something. One of the ways to stay centered and to nourish your spirituality is through creativity. And for most of us who aren't full-time creative people, we usually feel like there just isn't enough time in our schedules for the creative pursuits that we, we might want to try or might want to refresh. So here are some suggestions for some creative things you can do to nourish your spirit through all of this. First of all, consider starting a journal. That writing gives you a chance to process your thoughts and document your experiences and in the future, we'll be able to look back on that and remember what we went through and understand the lessons that we learned there. And someday, those journals might be something really important to pass on to your children or grandchildren. Making music is really important to feed the human spirit. I realized a long time ago that part of what I need to stay spiritually healthy is periodically I need live music in my life. And now that all of our live music venues are basically closed down, maybe it's time to think about making some music of your own. Maybe you can dig out that musical instrument that you haven't touched for years because you just haven't had the time. Uh, maybe it's time to, you know, you know, pull out that that violin or you spend some time at the keyboard that you just haven't had the chance to do. Um, if what you're pulling out of your closet is a bagpipe, please take it outside for the sake of everybody else. Maybe it's time to think about doing something creative in the kitchen. In most of our lives, we don't have a lot of time to devote to culinary pursuits, but at the very least, take on something that is ordinarily something you don't have time for. My suggestion is bake some bread. You know, your stores may be running low on toilet paper and they may be out of hand sanitizer. I can just about guarantee you they have not run out of yeast. And the process of baking bread, for me, has always been a spiritual exercise. It's a chance to work with the good things that God has given us, to think about all the symbolism of bread, Eucharist, how we are fed, how we are nourished, and to put in the time to watch something come together uh, in a way that is nourishing and fulfilling. Uh, baking bread is very satisfying. If you've never tried it before, maybe this is an opportunity to explore some of that. 
if you are not a, a visual artist, if you're not gifted in drawing and painting, I certainly am not, um, think about photography as a way to express yourself creati creatively. Um, there are lots of good free online courses and online suggestions for how to take better photographs even if you're just using your phone. Um, take your phone for a walk, go around your neighborhood and look for signs of life, signs of hope, and shoot some photos and spend some time reflecting on those and posting them online and, and uh, sharing some of that as a creative experience. One of the other ways that we can kind of uh, express ourselves create, creatively, but also to be a sign of hope for ourselves and our families and our neighbors is to plant a garden. Think about getting out there in the soil, get outside and uh, put a garden together. Grow some vegetables, even if it's just in a couple of containers on your patio or your porch. Uh, things that you put in the ground right now may have some really wonderful vegetables for you in as little as two months. To plant a garden is always a sign of hope and it also gets you out in the fresh air and gives you a chance to, uh, to express yourself and to feel like you're building something that's going to have some benefits and some grace for you in the future. Uh, through all of this, please remember that those of us who are working in the church and working for the church want to be as helpful and supportive as we can. I know here at the University Catholic Center, we are setting up uh, facilities so that we'll be able to do group meetings online. But we are also happy to talk to you by phone. We can do video calls through FaceTime and Facebook Messenger and uh, through Google. Uh, if you want to have one of those meetings, please reach out. If you are part of our congregation here in Austin, we would love to chat with you. If you are friends from across the country that we haven't heard from in a long time, this would be a great time to reconnect. Uh, if you are somebody who's part of another faith tradition who's watching this video, reach out to your own spiritual leaders, to your uh, mentors, and reconnect with them. Uh, what we're finding is that in times of isolation and fear, it's all that much more important to reconnect. And fortunately, we live in a time when technology has given us the tools to do that. In the midst of all of this, wash your hands, stay home, stay healthy, and know that you are all in our prayers and that we are hoping for the best and trusting in God's providence to get us through what is a very difficult time for everybody. Thanks for listening and God bless.